Hello guys and welcome to episode 2 of the Natural Physique Podcast. In today's episode I am going to be talking about men's physique judging criteria, in particular that of the Natural Federations. Um, and I'm going to give you some insights and some tips on how to place well in that category, especially if it's your first time competing. Um, so let's begin. So a lot of people I think that I chat to are under the illusion that the men's physique category is is an entry level class to bodybuilding. Um, and, you know, you can get away being a lot smaller to compete men's physique. Um, but if you think this, you, you'd be sadly mistaken. Um, even like a lot of the natural uh, guys nowadays are a lot bigger um, and they train for this class. They don't um, just kind of go in and think, well, you know, I'm just going to do this for a year or two years and then maybe the following year I'm going to go into bodybuilding. A lot of people, including myself, um, actually go in and, and want to do well in the men's physique class. Um, and I think it's becoming bigger and bigger, this class. I mean, it's definitely one of the biggest cl judging classes on stage. For that reason as well, that it is, um, I guess, a little bit more accessible in the, the sense that you, you, the guys are a tiny bit smaller. So it does feel a little bit um, more accessible. But at the same time, if you do come in just thinking, oh, I'm just going to do a show... Um, I wouldn't. I wouldn't expect to be placing right at the top, um, because there are some guys who have been competing in in men's physique for quite a while and have developed, you know, big, big top lines, big chests, big big delts, big backs. So, um, that's what I'm going to go into today. I'm going to go over, um, some of the, um, class criteria from different federations, um, and essentially I kind of want to amalgamate like a general criteria for for men's physique based off what different federations are, are kind of wanting um so yeah let's let's go through some of these uh class criterias from different federations i'll go I'll go into some of the unnatural feds i know i'm mainly fo focusing on that natty feds but uh two bros do um a natural show now um pca i don't believe do any sort of natural shows but um a lot i know a lot of natural guys who go in and compete in pca anyway so i'm going to cover pca too um as well as the two two biggest ones for men's physique in the uk which is the uk dfba and the wmbf um the bmbf don't do a um they don't do a men's physique class. They they've got a sort of equivalent sort of board shorts type class, which is a shorter, shorter sort of um board shorts, but it's not men's physique. So um let's go into uh PCA. So I'm just gonna read out sort of their criteria. We'll try and quickly go through all of these. Um so P PCA, this is a quote quoted from their website. Um, all men's physique classes will be judged on the athlete having an athletic appearance, muscularity, symmetry, balance and proportions, uh, conditioning and presentation. So that's their main sort of uh, criteria on the web website. They also say stage presence, etiquette and tanning will form the foundations of all judging decisions. Every aspect of the athlete's performance will be judged, including skin tone, condition, hair and facial features as well. Um, so that's PCA. Two bros um, have got judges will be looking for fit contestants 
who display proper shape and symmetry combined with muscularity and overall condition. This is not a bodybuilding contest, so extreme muscularity will be marked down. Um, and then let's head to some of the natty feds now. The UKDFA have got the most amount of detail, and this is actually quite interesting because I uh, I went to um, a UKDFBA show this year with a client, and um, it seems as if some of the criteria has changed just a touch with this federation um, since they've introduced classic uh, physique as a as a category, um, and and you can see now um, they've they've added a little bit to this description. So um, they state that men's physique is a division aimed at male competitors who are less heavily muscled and detailed than those in the classic and bodybuilding divisions. The focus um, in this criteria of the division is an aesthetic appeal of the physique and relatively wide shoulders and a narrow waist with prominent abdominal development. Generally, good symmetry and balance will be scored heavily while looking for an athletic level of muscularity with low body fat levels without the level of muscle detail displayed in classic physique or bodybuilding. Athletes who exhibit the levels of muscular develop development and conditioning, which would be rewarded in a classic uh, physique or bodybuilding division are likely to be scored lower than athletes who have the correct level of development and conditioning for men's physique. So there's this is um sort of a uh, one that I well, when I was at the show um I saw a few guys who looked pretty conditioned and perhaps the year before I reckon some of that conditioning would have got rewarded. Um, but this year, I, I believe they're, they're kind of looking for that slightly less ripped and peeled look, um, which which comes with a high, a more muscular individual. Uh, and I think on some occasions, I, I was like, oh, I, I think that guy's looking better from the back, but obviously scored lower, and he probably was more suited to their new classic physique division, um, which is um, obviously like different federations are looking for slightly different things but um yeah some of these um decisions like i guess it's, it's it's a bit subjective it's up to to you whether or not you kind of agree with that um and it's picking a federation that you think you're going to be best suited to anyway let's go to wmbf um so for the WMBF, judges are looking for a lean, fit, muscular physique that is balanced and aesthetically pleasing. Athletes should be groomed properly, um, possess a pleasing muscle shape, good V taper, highlighted by relatively wide shoulders and a small waist, and well-developed midsections are prominent in the judges' criteria. So there's, there's some common themes, though, amongst all these federations, um, and I kind of want to sum up in one what what in general what a men's physique class should really display so from from all of that we can basically deduce that we need a nice v taper okay so a lot of these a lot of this criteria mentions the small waist and the wide shoulders um, and i'd put into put into that the lats as well having a nice um nice shape to your lats to emphasize the v taper or at least displaying that in in a lot of the poses um now, with that, I want I'll get onto this a little in a little bit, but I do want to mention that there are going to be some genetic factors and shape differences between athletes, which determine how well they actually do in this um, class. Um, and, and I'm going to get that into that in a little little bit. But basically, 
um, we are we are looking for an aesthetic shape. That's what I've got for that first point, an aesthetic shape from, from that V tapering, small waist and wide shoulders. My second point is there needs to be a decent level of conditioning, but no, not overly muscular to the extent that we've got that very grainy and vascular kind of look. Um, so with this, I basically said an athletic physique, okay? So we want something which looks relatively athletic, fit, um, and lean as WMBF put it as well. So that would be the second point, um, second sort of main criteria. Um, and then the third is a large emphasis on the midsection. Um, this is actually quite funny because uh, during my first show, um, I went into a vacuum pose on my front shot, uh, which was obviously not suited for a men's physique category. Uh, and I, I wasn't displaying any of my midsection at all or any of my abs at all. So do not do that. Please don't do that if you're competing in men's physique. That was a mistake I made. Um, but yeah, they want to see the abs popping and they want to, the, the judges want to be able to like see you holding those ab shots. Um, I remember uh, I had a few posing lessons with um, Andrew Chappelle, who's, uh, who's a WMBF pro uh, bodybuilder. He's also a head judge for the WMBF UK. Um, and I had a few posing lessons with him and he kept going on at me saying, you need to be able to hold the midsection. If you're breathing in and out and we can see that you're doing that, we're gonna take our, we're gonna take our eyes off you. So being able to have that endurance to hold it um, and being able to show that the, the definition in your midsection is really important. And then on top of all those points, so those three points, the aesthetic shape, athletic physique, um, and, a, and a defined midsection. I guess you could say the defined mid midsection comes into the the aesthetic bit. Well, that's, um, on top of all that, um, the icing on the cake is being confident on stage, well-groomed, good skin, and a nice smile goes a long way. Um, I don't have an amazing smile, so that's something I need to work on for next year. Um, but stage presence, so that, that kind of wraps everything into a nice package and, and puts everything together. So let's go just a little bit on the the sort of genetic thing because um, I want to say like you know if you're um, if you don't have the smallest waist you don't have the widest shoulders yet like you might be put off a little bit you might be thinking well I, my my waist doesn't really get that small and um, I don't think I'm going to be suited for men's physique and that could be the case but um, there are a number of things you can do so. Let's let's think of all that criteria, the criteria that we've gone through, and think what can you do to fit the category the best. Like what what are you going to focus on during your off season, which is going to help you bring that that um, that shape and the the physique they're looking for. So, um, right. So training training is obviously going to be our our focus when it comes to bringing a big top line. We need to think about. Um, a lot of probably quite a bit of volume on the, the side delts to bring that nice cap and width to the shoulders. So within your training split that you're doing, there, there's going to be a lot of focus on the shoulders. Um, as well as that, chest as well, really important. A lot of guys have an underdeveloped upper chest. It's quite, quite a common thing when I have um, clients coming to work with me 
is the upper chest is a, a weakness, including myself, my upper chest was a bit of a weak, weakness. Um, but with the amount of incline pressing I've been doing now, I actually think it's turned into into one of my strengths. Um, so yeah, upper chest, which kind of ties into the delts, and it just gives you this mass up top. If you look at any of the sort of um, winners from this year, you can see they've got nice um, bubbly shoulders, nice big full round chest. Um, the upper chest is full. The width is created through the side delts um, and, and how round those the delts appear. So this is really important. Like the training should be focused on this. It's a little bit different from bodybuilding in the sense that um, you know, a lot of the, the training you do will need to be focused on upper body um, focusing on creating that V taper. But likewise, I also think, um, you know, you see a lot of physique athletes completely neglecting their legs. Well, if it's a tie off between you and another guy, um, you've got both very similar upper bodies, they might start looking to the legs and, and how, how your legs are looking through the board shorts, that might be a, a, a clinching factor. So don't neglect the legs, it, it makes your physique look um, unproportional and, and the, the sort of symmetry and balance you lose a little bit if you don't train your legs and they're not kind of popping through those board shorts. So I would highly recommend not to skip legs and at least keep it in once a week. Um, I need to actually do, well I do one leg day, one proper leg day and then I do a posterior day which I actually do focus um, there's a leg press movement in there. So there, the quads will be hit a bit as well, but I need that, that little bit more volume for my legs anyway. Um, they seem to need to re need require that a little bit more. They're not quite as responsive as like my back and that's, that's individualized, that's up to your coach to kind of help you with that. So yeah, training is gonna be vital. We're gonna to need to make sure we're keeping an ab work as well. Um, a lot of a lot of men's physique guys don't train their abs during during the off season. Um, and I would recommend keeping this in at least twice a week. Um, depends on the individual again what they respond to. Depends if you have a weak midsection. As I diet down, my my midsection's probably not particularly weak. Particularly weak. It's it's fairly good. Um, but I still um, keep it in. I still um, keep ab in, ab work in, not only for um, dis displaying the abs and growing your abs, but uh, the control that you get over when you're doing, you know, uh, planks and um, crunches, you gain that control over the abs and that's what you need for posing and holding them in, in those front poses. So it's really important to train your abs during your off season and get a variety of work in there. Um, it doesn't have to be a lot and then you can usually I like to kind of ramp up that ab work during my prep but at least keeping it in twice a week is a good idea so that's kind of the training top line emphasis you know upper chest shoulders lats if lats are a weak area for you make sure you're training your back as well to display that v-taper and then arm work as well a lot of arm work so moving on from that, let's go on to posing because this can have a massive um, effect on how you how you present your physique. And if you don't if you don't pose correctly, um, you're not going to display that V taper, um, and you're not going to display that aesthetic shape that the the judges are looking for. Um, so I would suggest learning to pose early on and selecting a good posing coach who 
clearly has an interest in the men's physique category. So um, that can be quite tricky, but, um, you know, tr check on like socials. So if you even type in like men's physique posing UK or, you know, start following some some coaches, um, posing coaches, you'll probably get some suggestions for men's physique, po um, um, men's physique posing coaches as well. There's a few, I'm not going to mention any names or anything, but there's a few that I know of on um, Instagram. Um, if you'd like some help with that, let me know. I also do men's physique, exclusively men's physique posing for first timers. So if you are interested in competing for the first time and need some help on your posing, please feel free to get in touch with me as well. But basically you want to see on their socials that they are showing a lot of like men's physique guys in their posts and they're, they're posing with them and giving you tips on how to um, display your physique well in men's physique. So that's kind of what to look out for. But basically with that posing, you're wanting to make, if you've got that blockier waist, you want to make your waist look a lot smaller, especially on those front shots um, where there's not really any hiding of your waist. Um, so you want to, on, on those front shots, if you've got that slightly wider waist, slight tilt from the hips will give the appearance that your waist is a bit smaller. And, and then to give that illusion, obviously you want to make sure that you're contracting your delts giving a nice high um, chest, so making sure your chest is up nice and high, um, displaying the width across shoulders and the lats as well. So that's really important that you can pose, especially in that front shot. I, I always think the front shot's really important because it's gonna be the first shot that the, the judges see. So um, pose, pose early on. Um, and not in a mirror as well. Try and, you know, if you're new to posing, of course, you're probably going to need to see yourself in the mirror to begin with. But then as you practice and get more experience, take the mirror away and get to feel the poses rather than just visually seeing them because you're not going to have a mirror on stage. Um, well, that's a funny story, actually. Um, when I competed uh, at the WNBF, there was... Um, so I... I I was posed, this was another mistake I made. I posed in front of the mirror a lot of my, um, for a lot of my prep last year. Um, but when I was on the WNBF stage last year, there was uh, the, the, it was where, where it was a, a theatre room. So there was where, where the, they would have like the video cameras and stuff right at the top of the theatre. Um, and it's got a slightly reflective screen up there. So I, I could see myself in that reflective screen. Um, and it allowed me to like visually see what I was doing wrong. So I was like, okay, I'm closing my, my lat a little bit there. I'm just going to open up. And if you actually look at a lot of my photos from uh, the WMBF show, you can see I'm looking up in the photos and that's because I'm looking at that uh, reflective screen. Um, and I wouldn't advise doing that. I mean, when, when it comes to posing and like where to look, I would just pick a point straight in front of you in the crowd and just look ahead. Um, don't give too much eye contact to the judges that can look a bit weird a little bit here and there but you know you need to look confident make sure you're not looking around here and there but just focus on the point um so yeah don't don't do what i did either just make sure you pose without a mirror um and then also look for each federation. Each federation are looking for slightly different poses as well. So make sure you're very clued up in what the, the, the poses are for your federation. So for instance, for the UK, the FBA and the WMBF, you'll have to do quarter turns. 
Um, but if you're going in to like a two bro show, you'll only need to hit a front and a back pose. And they're really the only two. What you do in between with transitions and how you hold those poses is up to you. Um, but generally speaking, um, you need to look at the criteria. Um, the W, the UKDFA also do um, overhand poses. So they do like a front bicep shot, um, a back bicep shot and an abdominal shot as well where your hands are over your head so they've got some different poses so make sure you're really clued up um, and you know you know how the day is kind of run a little bit or you know how the your showing is going to be run so if, if you're unsure of that then go along to a show before as well and, and see how it's run okay let's move on from there what's another thing you can do to put yourself in the best place or for placing as best as you can in men's physique. Mindset's a big one. So if you head into the competition full of self-doubt, it'll definitely reflect on stage um, and you're not going to present that confident package. You know, it's you're not going to present that stage present, that icing on the cake. So I would recommend not following anyone who's competing on social media. So if you're going to use social media, make sure um, you know, you're just using it for your business or to browse things which are completely um, non-competing related because, or or things which aren't going to help you basically. Um, so if you're following, even if you're following guys who are not um, competing in the same federations and stuff, you might be comparing yourself to that guy and thinking, oh, my physique's not good as him. And that can just knock your self-confidence. So I would suggest just unfollowing those types of people and just following um, pages which are going to help to bring you up during prep or or just don't go on social media at all. Only use it for your for your business if you're a coach. Um, yeah, so going out with confidence, stepping on stage um, is going to be really important. And I would say a, um, a part of that is being prepared. So give yourself a bit longer during prep, especially if it's your first time, so that you can experiment with things like um, a trial peak. You can essentially bring your be best look. You can reduce stress as much as possible. I'm not going to go into this too much because I, I could do a whole other podcast episode, but you want your mindset to, or your mind to be in the best best possible place for stepping on stage so that you are presenting a very confident look um, and then obviously the last part is sort of like your stage presence that kind of I mean the mindset thing ties into stage presence um, but I would suggest with that is you know how, how do I actually gain some confidence because I've never stepped on stage before and um, so a lot of these posing coaches also do like group posing sessions and I know the WMBF held a group um, posing session last year. I'm not affiliated with the WMBF, by the way, um, but just just to give you guys information, so if you are going out, um, but they, they hold some group ones, and if you're posing with other people, you're gonna gain some like experience and some confidence with that. I know a lot of posing coaches actually do like trial shows where they, they'll get you up on the stage and they'll kind of go through a show, basically, um, have the lights on and they'll be at the front as if they're one of the judge judges so that can help you gain a little bit of confidence before you before you actually step on stage um, and then I would suggest going to some of the shows and getting an idea of how the days run so that you're not going there completely in the dark and not knowing what to expect and that could heighten the nerves you know so actually going to shows a good good idea as well 
Um, and then I would suggest practicing some of the finer details and this comes back to giving yourself plenty of time so you've got time to practice like you know smiling and like fine-tuning your posing and, and giving it that little bit of an extra edge um, so yeah plenty of time and with all those points mentioned um, as long as you give yourself enough time and as long as you um, you know you have enough muscle to to compete um, that this is going to help you massively and I think you know, you'll put, you could, if you follow all these points, you could go up a few places. Um, so yeah, they're my main tips. Now talking about muscle and, um, you know, uh, having enough, there's, uh, there's a sort of, I guess a, a small debate, uh, but what is too big for, um, let's say natural men's physique, you know? Um, and, I would say it depends a lot of the time on the federation and what they're looking for. So with quite a few federations, um, you know, they don't mind a slightly larger look. So two bros natural seems to not mind the slightly larger physique. Um, and I think a lot of it does actually just come down to what we're talking about with the, with the V taper having that small waist, um, as long as you've got like a small waist, doesn't really matter how big the top line is, so how big your shoulders and chest is. Um, but for some federations like, you know, WMBF and UKDFB, that that might not be the look they're looking for, could be, um, but generally thinking, I think the, the slightly larger physiques, the ones with, especially ones with like the slightly wider waists will get marked down um, I've seen also a lot of guys going into men's physique um, and yeah, they, they've just got a bigger physique. It's, it's quite hard to describe, but it's just, it's not the look for men's physique. It's um, too wide of a waist, like bigger legs, like overall a bigger frame, which is just more suited towards uh, a bodybuilding class. It doesn't really fit in with the criteria. Um, whereas the sort of men's physique is, you know, if you've... Like, don't get me wrong, a lot of the guys who've won um, the shows this year have been massive, but it's all in the right places. It's, again, top line and, um, like, having a very small waist uh, and and big arms as well. Like, sometimes the big arms don't get put down. And then it's sort of like, almost like small smaller joints as well. It's kind of like you just fit within that sort of athletic shape. Um, but yeah, even if you go onto like the UK DFB website and, and look at some of their like um, feedback from some of the, the classes this year, it will say things like, um, you know, someone here, I'm just on the website now and it said the person who placed fifth was very heavily muscled, powerful looking and should definitely move up to novice bodybuilding build, next time around. So there you can see like some people were just not... Um, not well suited for the class um, and they'd be better in a bodybuilding class as well. So I do think there is a cap. Um, I'm actually quite, I would say, very close to that cap for men's physique. Um, I do hold quite a narrow waist when I come down, maybe not as narrow as some of the other guys, but um, again, it's just what they're looking for on the day. Um, when I went to the Worlds, a lot of the men's physique guys there were pretty big as well. But being bigger doesn't necessarily mean that you will finish uh, place higher in men's physique. Um, it's all about the look. Um, and if you do have like a very small waist and the big broad shoulders, 
um, then it's a good chance you, you probably will do quite well. So that's going to end today's episode. Um, I hope that did help some of you guys who are considering competing for the first time. Um, but if you have any questions from the episode, please let me know um, and I will go through things in a little more detail. I'm aware, um, I'm trying to keep these episodes to 30 minutes, so I'm aware I can only talk about a certain amount of things in that, so it's this was basically an overview. Um, but yeah, I, I hope that helped. Um, and if you are looking to compete for the first time, um, I do... I do coach first-time competitors, so please get in touch um, and I will help you out. And if you are competing in men's physique, I also offer uh, physique coaching, as a, uh, sorry, posing coaching, as I previously mentioned. Um, so yeah, I hope you all enjoy, guys. I will catch you next week on the episode and I do plan on getting some guests in. Um, I'm actually moving, if you... If you know me, I'm moving to Glasgow in December. So an exciting move. I'm moving in with my girlfriend and yeah, very, very excited for it. But um, I'm going to wait until I'm settled and uh, I've got a few, few episodes out before I then go and get some guests on this podcast. Um, if you would like to see some guests on, please send me a message and let me know who you'd like to see on. And I hope you enjoyed the episode. I will catch you next time around.